In the first couple of intros to Perek Shiron, I alluded to the fact that uh, there are many, many songs throughout history sung by people as opposed to the creations which we will discuss over the, hopefully, over the ensuing Shirim. And of the greatest hits, if you like, the top ten, um, we find Shiras Hayom, the one sung by the Yamsuf, we find the one Tavarim Borok sung, and there are various different um, texts, various different um, um, editions which suggest which ones were included. But it's the number ten itself which is the key factor here. As um, I have alluded to elsewhere, the numbers the numbers allude to greater and greater levels of awareness. Once you start looking outwards, the number five, Chamisha, is the same letters, Sechazal as Simcha. There's a higher level, which is to be sos, to be, to be even more elated, that is Sheish. When you have that, you are when, when you are totally content because you've seen the fuller picture. You are Savea, which is Sheva. That is the that is seeing the picture of nature and the the song of nature, which of course is Perak Shira. Once you realize them, who's controlling it, and you realize that there is someone above, that is Shemoina, which is um, the Shemen, which is the oil which floats above the water. It's the same letters as Neshama. And when you have that, you realize that. Ultimately, he is in charge, can 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 sort you out from any situation, otherwise known as Teshua or salvation, which is Tesha. And then you're ready. You're ready to go to Shar Hashamayim, Sha'ar, the gateway, the intro to a better place. Sha'ar is, of course, the letters Eser, Ayin, Sin, Resh. That number 10, after you have nine units, nine individual units, but the tenth unit makes all of the individuals into a whole unit. A minion is made of ten people. Nine Moshe Rabbeinus do not make a minion. Ten people who are ignorant will make a minion because they are a unit and they are strong. And there's more to be said about that ten. But that's but but I want to look more at the at its anagram at the Sha'ar, at the intro, the gateway to the Perek Shira itself. And the introduction actually says, Omar Rebbe, Rebbe said, the compiler of all the Mishnahis, this already tells you how old, at least how old it is, although we suspect it is much older. Whoever, whoever involves themselves in Perek Shira in this world, he'll merit to learn, to teach, observe, perform, fulfill, Torah remain from him, he'll be rescued from the Yitzharah, from evil occurrence, from Gehenom, from, from, from the, the, the negative side of what can happen when Mashiach comes. He'll live a long life and, and he'll get to Olam Abba. That's a pretty good accolade for saying Perak Shira, wouldn't you say? And it goes further in, in, a, in an allied Brysa. It tells us that Rabbi Eliezer tells us whoever says Shira in this world will be, will merit to say it in the next world. Shenema Oz Yoshir Moshe. We spoke about the Oz um, Previously, Shar Loino doesn't say he sang, but Yoshir, he will sing because it's a picture of the future. When you have the full picture, you'll merit to do it in the future as well. And this goes on in the intro, and you know, you should don't take my word for it, but you should you should see um Rabbi Lezar Golas, Rabbi Lezar Hurkanus, 
who um, talks again about being rescued from the Yitzhah from the Soton, and all these things, as, because all of this leads you to a greater awareness of who is running the world, which is of what Perak Shiros sings out to us. And yesterday I alluded to the story of David HaMelech, and that is the last part of the intro to Perak Shira, where we're told that when David HaMelech finished Tehillim, what an amazing book called Tehillim, he... Um, Got a little bit proud, obviously on his level, seen as proud. I think we would be allowed to if we were if we were able to compile such a thing. And he said to Hashem, "Is there anyone? Is there any creation who is who has managed to uh, create songs greater than I have?" And Hashem said, uh, um, "Sorry, not, not Hashem." At that particular moment, it says, "Nizdamnoloitzafardeyachas." A single frog came up to him and said, "David, don't get proud." I say songs and praises much more than you, but not only that, every single song that I say, you can actually make 3,000 mashalim from my own frog chorus, which we will allude to later on in Perak Shira when we look at his at his phrase, Baruch Shein Kovid Machus by the way, needs explanation. Um, and it brings a proof from the fact that Shlomo Amalekh said 3,000 proverbs and 1,005 songs, which is one of the clues that some people reckon he may have been the author. And, and he goes on and he says and he says something else as well. Now, that's already telling you that uh, that's the greatest um, compiler of songs, Dovid, is outdone by the, uh, the lowly frog. And we have to realize that, yes, you can reach the pinnacle. And as we said, Odom, which, of course, David, we said Odom is Odom, David, um, Mashiach. David is, of course, the representative of Malchus, the one who reveals Hashem's kingship in the world, as we spoke through the Omer the about it. So, yes, you're the pinnacle of creation. Bishvili nivra For me, the world was created. And yes, Reb Simcha Bun had that in one pocket on a piece of paper. But when he got a little bit arrogant... On his level, of course, he had another piece of paper in the other one, which is Anochi Afar I am but dust and ashes. I am but lowly nothing. If you get too arrogant, says the Medrash, just remember, whilst you may have been the culmination of creation, you were also created after the gnat or the mosquito. Now that's interesting because we know from the mosquito or the gnat that we um that we, we know that the the Emperor Titus, when he was travelling back to Rome, a storm was threatening to drown him. And he says, ah, it seems that the God of these people only has power over water. He did it to Paro. He did it to Sisra. Notice the references to Shira there as well, because there were a big song sung there. So he's going to do that to me. If he really wants to share how strong he is, let him, let him do this to me on dry land. And a bus coil, a divine voice said, you're such a Rosh, you wicked man, descendant of Aesop. I've got a tiny little creature. It's called a gnat. Come ashore and do battle with it. He went ashore and this gnat came, went into his nose and pecked at his brain for seven years. Only a blacksmith's hammer on the anvil managed to silence it until it got used to it and then and then it was no good and eventually when he died having eaten away at his brain they found his brain they found a a gnat which was now the size of a small bird and as he lay dying he said burn me scatter my ashes over the seven seas that Hashem the God of the Jews can't find me bring me to judgment if you look at the Medrash Tanchuban Koirach and Chukas 
it actually gives more info there that he's uh, that um, um, every day he tells his nephew Unculus that um, his ashes are brought together and he's judged again and burnt again and scattered again. This very Titus, who, and again, uh, amazingly, I've mentioned the Ponovich Arov a number of times, when he was collecting for the Ponovich Shiva, having, having lost everything in the Holocaust, he came to Rome to collect money. And he asked at midnight when he arrived, take me to Titus's arch. Take me there. And I said, Rebbe, can't you wait till the morning? Because no, I need to go there now. He went straight there. And he stood under the arch and he shouted, Titus, Titus, wo bist du? Titus, Titus, where are you now? Ich bin du. I am here. That is what that is what he said. The um, we know that the that Rabbi Yeshua argued with the sages of Rome. Incredible story. Um, much more. We need much more time to really discuss it. But one element: the, the Athenian philosophers asked him, "When salt gets spoilt, how do you preserve it?" And he says, "With the afterbirth of a mule." Well, what kind of strange conversation is this? Well, what they are saying, very briefly, is when they were speaking about salt, they were talking about the Torah, which preserves the Jewish people, but. It's got spoilt because the Jewish people are now irrelevant, they said. The Greeks have taken over. It's time to move on. Rabbi Shur said, use the afterbirth of a mule. An amazing answer. Why? Because a mule, the hybrid offspring of a horse and a donkey, it's strong, sure-footed. It's more long-lived. It's, it, it's, it's so much better than anything else. But it's sterile. It can't breed. Yeah, it might look better when you modernize things. But you know what? It'll die out because there is no next generation. Understand that the song is a constant and consistent thing. When I told you about my daughter looking up at the sky yesterday and saying, wow, it looks like a picture. That picture represents the song that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friend. And tomorrow night, we will see the first of those songs when we look up at the sky and say, Hashemayim Mesaprim, the cloud, the heavens speak your glory.